Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your favorite quarterback hater, Robert Mathis, and you're listening to the For the Culture Podcast. This is the For the Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Diamond. Before we get to the in-house free agents, if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, AppleRadio.com, iHeartRadio, Google Play, all your favorite podcasting platforms. Hit the like button, leave a comment, and turn on the notification bell so you get a notification every time we drop a podcast. The in-house free agents, we've been promising this podcast for a couple of weeks now. We keep pushing it back, pushing it back, pushing it back. We're finally getting to it today. We're going to go through all the in-house guys, whether they're a unrestricted free agent, a restricted free agent, or an exclusive rights free agent. We're going to go through every guy. Some of the guys we have insight on, some of the guys we have some insider information. We know for a fact if they will or will not be back, or we know if there's a contract negotiation going on or if the Colts will let them test the open market. So we're going to go player by player, starting with... Backup quarterback Jacoby Brissett, obviously our starter for 15 games in 2017, another 15 games in 2019, and then this year one of the highest paid backups in the National Football League. And we could say for sure Jacoby Brissett will not be back with the Indianapolis Colts. We make the move for Carson Wentz. We have Jacob Eason. There's a chance that the Colts go out and they sign another veteran backup, like an Andy Dalton type guy, to come in and back up Carson Wentz if they don't feel like Jacob Eason is ready to embrace the backup role and make a spot start or two if need be if Carson Wentz were to get hurt or get benched. So right now, it looks to me like the two quarterbacks will be Wentz and Eason. I don't know if there's another quarterback in the mix, if they draft another quarterback in one of the later rounds, but we feel like the Colts like Eason, just not as a starter yet, obviously. They make the move for Wentz, and Ballard did hint at He's not sure yet if Eason's ready to be the backup, so I think time will tell. But will Jacoby be the backup this year? No. The door is closed on Jacoby. I don't care what the Indy Star says. I don't care what the Athletic says. Those are all opinion pieces, and everything we've heard, the door has closed on Jacoby Brissett returning in Indianapolis. We reported that back in January, and nothing has changed. The Colts have not talked to Jacoby. There's been no negotiation before the Carson Wentz trade, after the Carson Wentz trade. Jacoby will not be back in Indianapolis. I do wish him the best. He was a great guy. He was a great teammate. He was a great locker room presence. He was a captain in 2019. So I would love to see him go somewhere and succeed. I would love to see him become a starter and prove us wrong. But he will not be back in Indianapolis as far as the in-house free agents go. The next guy we got, T.Y. Hilton. Obviously, when you look at this list, a ring of honor guy in Indianapolis. He had a great career with the Colts. Could that career in Indianapolis come to an end? I think it's a possibility. Could he return? I also think it's a possibility. What we do know about T.Y. is the Colts will let him test the open market. He's never tested the open market before, so he wants that opportunity. He wants to be a free agent. He wants to talk to other teams, so that's in the best interest right now between both parties, T.Y. and the Indianapolis Colts. So T.Y. will test the open market. He'll see what's out there, and coming into free agency, ending the season, I thought T.Y. would be back. I thought it was going to be 50-50 with T.Y. leaning towards returning because I didn't think anybody out there would value him as much as the Colts would because when you look at his numbers last year, they weren't great, but he still had an impact, and he has an impact in the city. He has an impact in the locker room. He's one of the leaders, one of the captains of this team, so I thought we would value him more than the market would value him, but now as we're getting closer and closer to March 17th, it just feels like... and. I don't have sources on this. This is just a gut feeling. It just feels like Miami or somebody out there is going to value T.Y. more than I initially thought on the open market. So it looks like T.Y. is excited about free agency. It looks like 
for a guy who has been with the Colts since 2012 and has never had an opportunity to test the open market, is excited about it. And he put out a tweet this week, quote, no matter where I go, no matter who I pick, the ghost is ready to work. Hashtag free agency, ghost emoji, end quote from TY on Twitter this week. So it just seems like and sounds like he's excited about free agency. If a team outbids the Colts, we will lose him. It looks like T.Y. is going to take the most money. And I think Miami would be a very likely landing spot for T.Y. Comes from Florida to go back to Florida. And obviously, they need wide receiver help with the Miami Dolphins. So I think that could be a potential landing spot. So I'd love to see T.Y. back and finish his career with the Colts. But the Colts will let him test the open market. That's all the information I have right now. So we won't see a Colt. TY deal done before March 17th. Is it possible he returns? Yeah. And I still think it could be 50-50 or maybe 55-45 leaning towards him leaving. So there's definitely a chance he comes back, but he will test the open market. So it really all depends on what the market value is for TY Hilton. Justin Houston signed a two-year contract with the Colts a couple years ago. I think he's more than lived up to that contract. He had a great year with 11 sacks two years ago, his first year in Indy in 2019. Took a step back this year, but still productive. Still had a solid year for the Colts. I think he had eight sacks this year. So 19 sacks in two years with the Colts. Justin Houston, great player. Has had a really great career up until this point, especially for a third round pick like T.Y. Both guys definitely lived up and surpassed any draft expectations either guy had. But Justin Houston, aging, not great against the run. We've seen him slowly decline and everything. We've heard up until this point, he will not be back with the Colts. That's one position Ballard really, really, really wants to upgrade the end spots. So it does not look like Houston will be back with the Colts. But I thank him for his time because he was a solid member of this team for the last two years. I know there are reports out there that he's been in contact, his agent's been in contact with the Colts trying to get a deal done. I do not believe those rumors to be true. I believe that Houston's agent put those rumors out there to help boost his value on the open market and to get teams talking. So that's what I think that was. I do not think that the Colts and Houston's agent have been talking. I think that the Colts are letting him walk now in free agency. And I wish him the best as well wherever he ends up next year because it does not look like he'll be back with the Colts. Danico Autry, really underrated piece to this team. In 2018, he set the single-season defensive tackle sack record for the Colts. This past year, moves outside, plays on the edge, was really productive, really solid for the Colts, and he gives you great position flexibility. When you think back to the game, the second game against the Titans this year, where Buckner missed the game due to COVID, we also didn't have Autry, and we got torn up up the middle. Derrick Henry had a field day against us, but we weren't just down our number one three-tech. We were also down our backup in Autry, and it was a tough game to lose both guys with COVID because when Buckner went down, the plan was to slide Autry back over where he played in 2018 and 2019. We didn't have that luxury this year when we lost Buckner for that one start against Tennessee. So everything we've heard, the Colts really want him back. He's one of the top priorities along with Xavier Rhodes. They really want him back. Although that's a position they want to upgrade, they view him as a versatile player, a guy who they could put pretty much anywhere along the defensive line, he could be productive. He could be productive in the middle. He could be productive on the end. And the Colts have made the playoffs 
both with Autry as a starting defensive tackle and a starting edge rusher. So they like him a lot. They want him back, and he doesn't have a lot of wear and tear for his age. Like I think him and Houston are around the same age, but Houston has so many snaps, so many miles on those legs. And when you look at the early portion of Danico Autry's career, he didn't play a lot. He didn't get a lot of burn early on with Oakland, and now in Indianapolis, I think he's about 31, 32 years of age, but his wear and tear is more of like a 28-year-old or even like a 26, 27-year-old because he hasn't had all that much playing time previous to 2018 when he came to the Colts and really became an everyday starter. So Autry's a guy they want back. I believe we will get something done with the Nico Autry, and those talks are ongoing. Free safety Malik Cooker, first-round pick, Ballard's first draft selection. If you go back to the 2017 draft. Very disappointing career. Got off to a good start in 2017. Tore his ACL. Has never really been the same player. Splash plays here and there, but just not that solid, reliable, durable guy that you would have hoped he would have been when you drafted him out of Ohio State. So he's really never lived up to the hype. This past year, extremely unfortunate. I think it was week two, tore his Achilles, and he was already a guy who wasn't coming back because you go back to the summer, we didn't give him the fifth-year option. So he was not coming back unless he played out of his mind. And then the guy sitting behind him, Julian Blackman, comes in, and he pretty much plays out of his mind. And he was better this year than Hooker ever was his four years in Indianapolis because Hooker just was so one-dimensional, such a one-trick pony with his center field ball-hawking ability, but just unable to tackle. And just hit so many other deficiencies in his game he never lived up to the hype he wasn't coming back add in the Achilles injury absolutely will not be back there's no talks no contract negotiations with Hooker and the Colts Xavier Rhodes we did a podcast on him and I talked about him in the weekly wrap-up he is the number one priority for Chris Ballard and the Indianapolis Colts the Colts want Xavier back Xavier wants to be back he was not happy with how his time ended in Minnesota so he wants to be a Colt he loves the Colts he loves Matt Eberflus he loves the defense he loved playing in Indianapolis last season he wants to be back and the contract negotiations are ongoing and positive that's the last update we got so when the player wants to be back the team wants him back and the negotiations are positive it would take a real pothole to send that in reverse and to have that deal fall apart. So I personally feel like something will get done. This does not mean anything will get done. The report is not that the deal is done. The report is simply the Colts want him back. He wants to be back and the contract negotiations are positive. That should lead to a contract. But up until this point, the recording of this podcast, nothing is set in stone. So that's still fluid. But the Colts want him back. He wants to be back. Definitely promising for their number one in-house priority, who is Xavier Rhodes. And came to Indianapolis last year after a down year in 2019 with the Vikings and played great in the Matt Eberflus defense. LaRaven Clark. Don't think we have to spend much time on that. I have no inside information, but I could not imagine that Ballard wants to bring him back after the year he had. So I would assume that Clark will be gone. That's just an opinion. I would assume he would be gone. Tavon Wilson, I think he'll be gone. I don't know this for a fact, but I think the Colts want more depth there or better depth there. And he was good in spots as a box safety late in games, but in coverage, he was absolutely atrocious. And we saw that at the end of the Steeler game when Kari Willis went down. He had the play. They scored, I think, 28 straight points or something like that against us when Wilson came into the game. So I do not believe Wilson will be back. TJ Carey, a guy the Colts want back. 
So they're talking to his agent. They're trying to get him back. A guy the Colts want back. They liked what they saw out of Kerry last year. He came in. He was a backup. He provided solid corner depth. He's a guy that they also like his position flexibility. Could play the slot. Could play outside. I think that at the right price, they will be able to bring Kerry back. So he's a guy they want back. Nothing's done yet, but he's a guy that I would say right now you could see him return. Trey Burton, I think it's contingent on what else is out there. Does Zach Ertz get released? If Ertz is released, he's a guy the Colts are interested in. Hunter Henry, the Colts are interested in. I saw that Kyle Rudolph was released today. So there will be a lot of options out there for tight end. What I do know is the Colts will have another tight end. It will not just be Doyle and Cox. There will be another tight end. Could that be Burton? I think it's possible. I do not think the Colts have closed the door on Burton. Would they like to upgrade? Yes. So I think they would rather have Hunter Henry, but if you get outbid, you get outbid. They would rather have Zach Ertz. If he gets traded and does not get released, or if he gets released and you get outbid, you know, there's no guarantee you're able to bring in Zach Ertz or Hunter Henry or anybody like that. So right now I would say that Burton is contingent on what else is out there. There's a possibility he comes back. There's a possibility he leaves. So I could see Burton really going either way, depending on what the Colts do at tight end. Chaz Green, like LaRaven Clark, after the way he played last year, and Chris Ballard knowing he needs to address the left tackle and the tackle depth on this depth chart, I could not imagine LaRaven Clark or Chaz Green being back. So for Green, I will say no. This is an opinion. I have no inside information on Green. I would just say logically, knowing Chris Ballard, knowing the accountability he holds, not only his players to, but himself to, and being disgusted with himself for how he addressed the tackle depth last year, I could not imagine Green being back like Clark. I think both guys will be gone. That's an opinion. I believe both guys will be gone. Joey Hunt, for depth purposes, I could see him back. I don't know one way or another. I would say this is a 50-50 to bring him back. I thought he was solid last year. I think he had to plug in one game for Ryan Kelly. He's a guy I could see come back and be your backup center next year. He provides a little bit of position flexibility, and he's a solid depth guy. So I could see him back. It's not going to break the bank. So he's a guy who could be back. I could see it going in either direction. And the next couple guys I could see like this, Stallworth is a restricted free agent. I could see him come back for depth. And then Traymon Smith, restricted free agent. Again, another depth guy. Have no information on these guys, but they're all kind of back roster pieces that could be back. They're cheap. The next two guys in Stallworth and Smith are restricted, so I could see them both being back. Marlon Mack, man, this guy breaks my heart. I want to see him back, but logistically, it just might not make sense. And we've talked about him a couple times. We talked about him or I talked about him when you go back to the Chris Ballard press conference and you could kind of hear it in Ballard's voice. He was choking up a little bit when he talked about Marlon Mack. He loves him. He loves everything about him. The person he is, the teammate he is, the player he is, that Achilles injury week one, just so devastating. I would love to see Mack back on a one-year deal if you could get him. I would love to see Mack back on a one-year deal if you could get him back on a one or a two-year contract, team-friendly, but you know a little something to be able to get him back and hope he could get healthy and hope he could play at a high level again because he was so great for the Colts in 2019 and losing him. We saw the impact early on the first 10 weeks, I would say. And then Jonathan Taylor broke out and with the development of Naheem Hines and the durability of Hines, plus the superstar that 
Taylor's emerging into. And then you have Jordan Wilkins still here who provides depth and you're able to run him if you need him. It just does not seem like it makes sense for the team or financially to bring back Marlon Mack. So it sucks because I love him so much as a player, one of my favorite players on this team. But it does seem like they'll let him at least test the open market. We'll see what happens. If nobody wants him and he's still hovering around after the draft, I would love to bring him back on a one-year deal and let him prove himself this year. But it's a loaded room, and there's a lot of guys and guys who deserve to touch the ball, and you have Hines and you have Taylor. And, again, this is you know me speaking from more of a fandom standpoint because I love Marlon Mack so much, and I love the man he is, the person he is, the teammate he is, and never threatening to hold out, never demanding money, runs for over 1,000 yards in 2019, had a great year, never – demanded money, never complained, never said he got too many carries or not enough carries, didn't complain when we drafted Jonathan Taylor because he could have read the tea leaves and said, you know what, even if I stay healthy this year, this might mean I'm not coming back. But he said, we're going to be a two-headed monster or a three-headed monster or a four-headed monster with Jordan, and we're going to be one of the best running back cores in the league. So I love everything about Mac, And as a fan of not only the Colts, but a fan of Marlon Mack, I would love to see him come and return in 2021, but it just doesn't seem likely. So it's part of the business. And we say it all the time. It is a business at the end of the day. And I think the business decision, the smart business decision would to not bring Mac back in 2021. So it sucks. But again, I could go on and on and on and ramble about Marlon Mack because I am such a big fan of his. Anthony Walker. No, he will not be back. And another guy, 2017 Ballard's first draft. And we're seeing all these names pop up. Hooker, Mack, Walker, the foundation pieces, and the guys who are still left. Besides Grover Stewart, who actually is the first guy to get his contract extension. And possibly the only guy from the 2017 draft class to get that contract extension. And to get re-signed in Indianapolis. Because Hooker's gone. Walker's gone. Mack, probably gone. Walker, we can confirm from our sources, will not be back. I know Ballard loves him. I know he thinks the world of him from his football IQ and him as a person and a man and a leader and a teammate and a locker room guy and on and on and on. The character of all these guys is so high that it's almost not even a reason to bring a guy back anymore because every guy's character is high. Like When you look at this roster and you look at this locker room, you're not really bringing a guy back because he's a great locker room guy because every guy's a great locker room guy. There's really no problems on this list. So Jacoby and Mac and Walker, like you're not bringing any of them back for their contributions to the locker room or their leadership ability because the whole locker room has it. We've only had a couple of bad eggs under Chris Ballard, Eric Ebron being really the only one that sticks out to me. But for the most part, just a really great locker room in Indianapolis. And when you go back to Ballard's postseason press conference, he talked about Walker and he said, if he wants to get into coaching, he'll be a head coach in the National Football League. If he wants to get into scouting, he'll be a general manager in the National Football League. So he thinks the world of Anthony Walker. But as a player in the past game, there was just too many deficiencies in his game. Anthony Walker will not be back in Indianapolis. I wish him the best. And he's a guy who's going to want to go start. And when you look at this roster and you look at the Matt Eberflus defense and you look at how many two linebacker sets we have and you have to have Darius Leonard on the field 90% of the time. And then 
When you look at Bobby Okereke and his development, he's just too good of an athlete to have on the bench and only bring in in passing downs. He's got to play, and he's got to play like Leonard. He has to play a majority of the snaps. And Anthony Walker, he wants to start. And even though I don't think he could start in Indianapolis next year, there is a bunch of teams he could start for. So I want to see him go get paid like a starter, play next year, and I wish him the best. I hope he becomes a Pro Bowl player because I think that there's still a lot of really good things in his game, but there's also some not-so-good things and competition in Indy that I think is just going to drive him to leave, and that's why our report is he will not be back with the Colts. Alkadi Muhammad, a guy I'm a big fan of, Jersey guy. I know him. Went to high school around the same time as him, so I knew him well and knew of him in high school. I went to his camp a couple years ago. I would love to see him back, but that's that position. Besides Autry, who... I do believe we will bring back, and we definitely want to bring back. It's a position that Ballard wants to upgrade at, and he doesn't just want to upgrade one guy in Houston. He really wants to upgrade the position as a whole. So Al-Qadim Muhammad's a guy I could see us letting go. He was in Indy this week working out in the facility. All of the free agents, unrestricted guys, restricted guys, all those guys can work out in the team's facility until March 17th. So he was in Indy working out at the Colts facility this week. That does not mean he'll be back. Could mean the Colts are talking. Could mean that there's communication between Alcadine's agent and Chris Ballard. He's a guy I would probably put around 50-50. I could see him coming back. I could also see him leaving. I know Ballard's been a big fan of his, but I think he tailed off a little bit towards the end of the year. He's a guy I could really see going either way, but at a position Ballard definitely wants to upgrade at. So I like Alcadine. I love his motor. He never stops playing and playing hard. He's a gym rat for sure. And he's extremely durable. I don't think he's missed a game since coming to Indianapolis. So, Muhammad's a guy I would like to see back. I'm a fan of his. Know him personally, but plays a position the Colts want to upgrade at. So, I wouldn't say one way or another. I'd put him down probably that maybe that I would like to see back. But I would also love to see the Colts improve at the edge rushing spots. Because we need a better pass rush next year. There's no secrets there. Odom. Restricted free agent, he will be back. There's no doubt in my mind. All pro, Gunner last year, all pro, special teams player. I'd be stunned if Ballard did not bring Odom back, and he's restricted, so he will be back. Ashton Doolin, an exclusive rights free agent. I'd say he'll be back for depth purposes. I think Doolin's one of those guys Ballard likes, special teams, could play receiver, could do a couple different things for you. So I think Doolin will be back. Zach Pascal, restricted free agent, like George Odom, I absolutely think Pascal will be back next year. There's just no reason to let him go. He's solid, he's durable, he's a good blocker, good teammate, locker room guy, all that stuff. So I definitely think Pascal will be back. Moali Cox, another exclusive rights free agent. Yes, he will absolutely be back. There's no reason to let Cox go. And then last but not least, Ryan Allen, or I guess you could say he actually is least. He was our backup punter this season. And he will not be back. He was signed because, unfortunately, Sanchez had everything, you know, go on with the diagnosis and the cancer and the surgery. So we needed a punter for a couple weeks. Ryan Allen came in. He did a very good job. But there's no reason to carry two punters. So thank the Lord that Sanchez healed up. He's healthy. He'll be back. He'll be punting for the Colts next year. Ryan Allen will not be back. So we thank him for his services. He will not be back with the Colts. So that's what we got right now. A bunch of maybes, some absolutely nots, and then, of course, some guys who will definitely be back with the Colts. Just to go 
Real quick down the list one more time, just hitting yes, no's. Jacoby Brissett will not be back. T.Y. will test the open market. Justin Houston will not be back. Danico Autry, the Colts definitely want him back. They will be talking. Hooker will not be back. Rhodes, the Colts want him back. He wants to come back. Negotiations are ongoing. Clark will not be back. Wilson, I don't think he'll be back. Carey, the Colts want him back. Burton, it's contingent on what else is out there at the tight end position. Green will not be back. Hunt, Stallworth, and Smith all possibly back for depth purposes. Marlon Mack, probably not back, even though... I am a huge fan, and I know Chris Ballard is a huge fan. Anthony Walker will not be back. Muhammad, probably not going to be back. Odom, definitely. Doolin, most likely. Pascal Cox, definitely, definitely. Ryan Allen will not be back. So those are your 2021 Indianapolis Colts in-house free agents. Unrestricted, restricted, and exclusive rights, what we know. And then kind of just gut reactions, what I think, what I want to happen for the Colts on a majority of these guys as we now head into free agency, which officially begins on March 17th. So just shy of two and a half weeks. We're in the month of March now as things will begin to progress as we get into free agency and we start to actually see guys getting signed and agreeing. And we have a couple of these guys who I know the Colts want done before March 17th, Xavier Rhodes being the number one guy on that list. They do not want him to hit the open market. So the goal right now is to re-sign Xavier Rhodes before March 17th. And that hopefully happens because I know the Colts want it done. I know Xavier wants to get that deal done as well. He definitely wants to be back with the Colts, but it takes two to tango and they got to get that deal done. And I know they're definitely working towards that. And also do not be surprised if Chris Ballard is aggressive in pursuing guys who are released when the cap number comes out. A lot of teams pushing the cap right now are going to have to buy players out of their contracts when that cap number is official. And depending on what that number is, you can see a couple big names, a couple guys who could really help this Colts team. So those are players that nobody's talking about right now because they haven't been released. We don't know who those players will be, but that's a market Chris Ballard could be very aggressive in pursuing guys when it comes to free agency in 2021 so as we continue to hear things and learn new things about free agency we'll try to keep you guys as updated as possible and i don't know what else we have planned this week before the weekly wrap-up show it's another quiet week as far as colts news goes but hopefully things begin to pick up here over the next couple of days as we get closer and closer and closer to free agency 2021 as the new league year begins right here on the for the culture podcast